Hello, everyone, and welcome back to For the Kudos, episode 61. This episode is brought to you by the Sydney Marathon. Australia, let's make history together. We need everyone to get behind the Sydney Marathon in their bid to become one of the world majors. Joining the likes of New York, London, Boston, Chicago, Berlin, and Tokyo marathons. This is a once-in-a-life opportunity, so if you're a runner and looking to set yourself a goal, make sure you sign up for this year's all-new Sydney Marathon on September 17th. Experience the Southern Hemisphere's only platinum label marathon and achieve a new PB with a massive course update and redesign. There'll be plenty of exciting new on-course entertainment, which will be sure to motivate you on race day. Early bird tickets are on sale now and you have until July 31st before the entry price increases. I'm your host, Joel, and I'm here with... Brett. About time. We're due for a normal one. I know. After, after the Mr. Bean intro last week. <laughs> yeah, that was that, that was a bit... Setting the show downhill. <laughs> <laughs> How are you? Uh, yeah, I'm good. How are you? Yeah, all right. Um, yeah, one, one week to get that cheap pri- cheaper price. Um, I think the half marathon has sold out or nearly sold out. So... Um, if you can't get in the half marathon, I guess you got to sign up for the marathon. <laughs> you got to sign up for the marathon. Yeah, it's uh, what are we now? Eight weeks. Yeah, just under eight weeks. Just under eight weeks. So now is uh, yeah, don't have don't have that long left. Um, but yeah, they're getting plenty of entries seen on their social media. Yeah, so. thirteen thousand they went over. Um, so yeah. they're getting right up there, which is really good. But we need more. Yes. So sign up. Sign up. Uh, as we do in all episodes now we are going to recap some of the stuff that's come out on our patreon friends of the show feed q a session 56 hosted by elise uh it was titled strengthening your mindset and that was with joanna rodriguez um fun fact joanna was the psychologist on the tv show bear grills breaking point actually yeah so that's a yeah really interesting one. Um, I actually haven't listened to the full episode. I listened to half of it, um, but yeah, pretty excited to unpack the uh, the second half of that. I'd say we will definitely be featuring that featuring that in the best of July. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I'm gonna have to listen to that one. My mindset right now is getting um, weak. <laughs> I was gonna say slow, but it's getting weak. Getting weak. Well, we'll hear all about that in your training week. Um, we also had Amateur Hour episode one with Sophie LaPala. Um, so Riley spoke with Sophie uh, at the beginning of the week um, and we are going to add in a little five-minute snippet at the end of this uh, episode, at the end of yeah, episode 50, 61, sorry. Um, and that'll give you know people a little bit of a taste of uh, what this new Amateur Hour series is all about. Um, because yeah, it's uh, it's getting a lot of a lot of good feedback. I think people are damn well sick of hearing about you. And yeah. I. <laughs> <laughs> um, but to have to clear one thing up with that episode, um, Sophie said she did quarters and then a ten k threshold. Yeah, and and like Saskia was listening to it, and she's like. Geez, she trains pretty hard. Like, and then I was like, wait, wait. I remember her messaging us yeah, saying, wait, wait, it was t- a 10 minute threshold, not a 10k Yeah, she wrote into Patreon and said, hey, everyone, just making sure, yeah, it's not a 10k threshold. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, she's just like not wanting anyone to train as hard as she. So she's lying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, huge weekend of racing. Yeah, London Diamond League, Monaco Diamond League during the week as well. So all the the fast time. Uh, man, Diamond Leagues are crazy this year. I think everyone just turned it up as like, there's world records going on. There's a world record in the women's mile, 407. Mm. I would, wouldn't want to be in that mile. 
No. <laughs> we, could, we would be in trouble. <laughs> I definitely would be in trouble. Based on my performance on the weekend, I would be in trouble. <laughs> um, but yeah, like Monaco, London, they're always two fast ones and people have turned up again, which is great. Yeah, it's uh, it's so good. Um, yeah. Highlight highlight of my like we're going to go into some of all the, the races, but probably highlight of mine is not waking up and seeing another AA Australian record by Cam. Cam yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thanks a lot for that, Cam. <laughs> <laughs> sitting, sitting in the sidelines for that one. London um, Domley was on at a good time, um, fairly good time. I stayed up and watched the fifteen hundred. It was at eleven fifteen, which is nice. Instead of the other ones, we got to get up at four AM, and it's yeah, terrible. But. Yeah, definitely. 11.15, yeah, you're not usually in bed by that time anyway, are you? Uh, <laughs> no, you still have to stay. What time did you go to bed? Well, so uh, Adam Spencer ran well, which is one of Saskia's best friends. Yeah. And so she was like jumping off the walls. And I'm just like, I'm ready to sleep. And she's like too, so excited. Like, <laughs> so can we go celebrate and get ice cream? It's like, come on, <laughs> midnight. Yeah. <laughs> What's even open? Um, so yeah, kicking us off, Cat Bissett. A new national record. Yes, one fifty-seven. Yeah, she's uh, so it's first Australian to break one fifty-eight. Yeah, I think um, I think she must have been listening to last week's episode, or was it the week before when you were like, "Yeah, and Cat Bissett fell over. What's going on there?" I know. She's like, "I'll fucking show you." Bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, well, she listened to me. Look what happens. <laughs> like, <it's> like, <laughs> um, but yeah, Adam Spencer three thirty-one point eight, which was. A huge, it was a, I think five nearly second, a five second PB. Yeah, yeah. Five second PB. Um, so world champs qualifier, Olympic qualifier. Um, he got very lucky because he wasn't in the race until the day before with because Ollie Hall unfortunately is a bit sore. Yeah, pulled sore out pel- um, pel- pelvic injury. Yeah, um, twenty two hours notice he had. Yeah, um, we were like looking through his training to see, and it's like he hasn't really like no tape. Are you? No, not not really. Like, mm. um. So yeah, I think he was planning to race during the week in a few days. So, but I don't know. He he had the opportunity and he and he took it. Yeah. So which is that's what you should be doing. You know, if uh, you know, imagine him turning that down. Oh yeah, you got to take it. But take um, it. yeah, and yeah, it's good on him. Like it was it was a great race where he could just kind of sit him. I think he he was twelfth. Yeah. Um, but the difference between first and and twelfth was like one point four seconds. Yeah. Like, he's a little bit arrogant though, because I called him after the race and asked him like, you know, what, what time do you reckon you would have run if you did tape? And he said three twenty nine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, was like, it was one in three thirty. He's like, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> the weirdest thing about that entire thing is you thinking Joel calling out of yeah. Spencer. At first, I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> um, Stewie, season best three thirty one point four two. Um, I was watching a video on on somebody. I thought was he reshared it. Um, he was leading, with, yeah, you know, through twelve hundred, uh, and it looked like he, you know, got pushed onto the rail. But I was speaking to you off air, and you said you reckon he was like looking back at the was it Norwegian? Guy? Yeah. So he well, Stewie got to three to go, and he kind of like checked over his his left shoulder, and I just wonder if he might maybe took a little step out, and then the guy's like hit his arm and knocked him, or yeah. I don't know. It's yeah, it did. It did make it definitely look like he lost defi- a bit of momentum. Yeah, yeah, definitely he did lose a little bit, but it was just like and even it's mental shit, momentum. Yeah, oh, it's a shit feeling because now like one person in front of you, now two more go in front of you, yeah. and like you're absolutely stuffed, and yeah. they're like coming past going, you. Is that oh, did, did you step off? Or does that mean your race is over? Yeah, all those like voices. He um, but like three, he I know be a little bit disappointed with it, but um, it was a bit of a weird race because um, like Stewie being Stewie didn't get the best start. And <laughs> had to go lane four around the bend to get get up to the thing. And I think he was kind of like waiting to see if anyone else get on the pace, and then no one did. So he like kind of committed to it. But then he was 
like a few meters away from the pacer than the pack was 10 meters behind him at one yeah. stage. So he's like kind of like getting a little bit of help from the pace, but not really. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was tricky. Yeah. It was a shame they didn't have two paces because he led from 900 meters in. Um, and then, yeah, just didn't have the legs in the last lap. But I can, uh, I can nick needs to send um, Stewie to a, a training camp. Like everyone's like going to like training camp in summer uh, in in summer at Falls Creek and, and Stewie should get sent to where the F1 drivers go for reaction time. Uh, I know, yeah. <laughs> it's like all he needs. It's like rocking up to Waverley with block stars. Yeah, stuff. yeah. <laughs> Everyone else is gone, yeah, doing thresholds. He's like, no, no, you got block stars. You got block stars. He's like, you're fit enough. You're four, just... four by 60 metres. <laughs> <laughs> um, and... Uh, oh, yeah, I was going to say special mention to Morgan McDonald. It's been a while since he's been um, racing at a high level. He was 1324 for the 5,000. Yeah. 5, That's his first race of 2023. Um, but, yeah, something you wanted to bring up was just how stacked Olympic trials are going to be in that 1500 next year. Yeah, it's crazy. Like you've got Stewie and Ollie, two of the best guys in the world. you got the best under 18 in the world who's also – a very good, just yeah. open athlete, and now you got Adam Spencer running three thirty one. So like, and and then you got guys like Rambo, Callum Davies, who won nationals last year. Yeah. Jai um, Edwards went to the last Olympics. Exactly. Rory Hunter is always up there. There's probably other guys too as well. Like yeah. it's because obviously you like when you, the yeah, yeah. You know, we'll give it a, give it a shot. Yeah, because <laughs> you look like Adam had a huge breakthrough. Like you never know, someone else might have a huge breakthrough. So um, that's the thing with the fifteen hundred. I like I love the fifteen hundred at nationals because. You're looking at like the heat, you know, there's heats. There's always some, you know, someone like, you know, Jimmy Hansen. You know, he yeah. Can, he can definitely make the final surprise people with the bloody arms he's got. You know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> imagine, imagine, <laughs> imagine if it was uh, him who knocked Stewie. That's, <laughs> we got the same sense of was going just for that joke you got there just before me. Stewie gets knocked onto the other one. <laughs> Infield. Oh, shit. Um, but, and also, it's not going to be a time trial race. Like, it's, more tactics come into it. Yeah. So that brings other people into it as well. That's um, the thing. There's probably some, yeah, some someone we haven't even mentioned who's got an insane last 400. Yeah. So it's going to be a, a very good, um, Adam, man, Adam Spencer, to be honest, he, he can win in a slower race and yeah, now he's can run 331. He's going so, so good. Yeah, he's a big threat. How long's he over, much longer has he got in college? I think he was like a year or two. Yeah. Also, for those that uh, haven't ever heard Adam Spencer speak, you can go, if you're a friend of the show and you missed that episode or if you're not a friend of the show, you can head to our uh, Patreon page because Dave McNeil spoke with Adam Spencer a few weeks ago. So, yeah, yeah as one of the, the uh, NCAA special series. So, go check it out. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> <laughs> um, and a bit of Australian racing at the Sydney Harbour 10K Um Ed Goddard won in 29.37 and I've put there in the notes in brackets, holding phone. We'll discuss that later. We'll come back to it. <laughs> Grego, 29.49. Also, do you know Grego, I sent that Grego that message in the group chat you're in and I said, uh, how'd you go, Grego? He goes, yeah, Ed beat me by eight seconds. 12 seconds, Grego. <laughs> <laughs> Grego, come on. Um, and Grego's better half. Jen Gregson, she won, 32-19. Um, beat beat uh, Leanne Pompiani, which I think was it's pretty good yeah. because she's killing it at the moment. And Eloise uh, Wellings finished finished third. Good um, backup from Jen and, and Eloise off the marathon. Mm. Like that was three weeks ago. It's not, yeah. 
just proves it's like, come on, Jen, you didn't go that hard in Gold Coast. Yeah, I know. Yeah, <laughs> we, we realized Jen was using Gold Coast as like a as like a last session for the Sydney Harbour. <laughs> yeah, <game>. yeah. <laughs> um, and before we head into training weeks, obviously we are always uh, full of full of beans and exciting news um, at FTK. But we have a little bit of sad news. Um, this is our last episode. Um, we have decided both myself uh, Brett and Riley have decided that we have to put an end to the blue line Um, as sad as it is we we pumped out as as many uh, as many additions as we could those fortnightly additions that were coming out covering um, you know the best of sort of international and uh, and domestic track and and, and road racing Um, but look I think, uh, would you agree that, you know, the listeners don't understand how much work goes into yeah. stuff like this? And, you know, even like our podcast that we do, it might sound like Brett and I just fucking around into the mic once a week, but there is a lot of work that goes into the, uh, to goes into pr- producing um, what we put out for you guys. And yeah, just we had a meeting and we realized that, you know, the, re- the returns that we were, um, you know, the time we we're putting into the blue line, we probably weren't getting as as much back, and we thought, well, why don't we put that time into other avenues of Grattan House? So, um, we're not saying it's going to be the end forever, uh, but yeah, it is it is uh, on pause for the moment, and um, we yeah not don't have a date of if it will return, um, but yeah, which is sad, and it's uh, and I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that loved it, even um, Saskia, she knew. On Friday morning, I think I hadn't told her, but she said she's like, "Oh, I didn't get the blue line today." Yeah, I had I had someone message yeah. me too. Yeah. yeah, it is it is a bit. So sad. people do, yeah, which is sad, but I, I loved it. But that's the thing. It's uh, I think with any you know new business, still like you know we're only just over a year old um, or eighteen months old. Um, it sounds a little bit like <laughs> Grego explaining how much he got beaten by. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so someone fact check. Are uh, you coming uh, up to two years old? I'll tell you. One of great, uh, Kev Bat's favorites quote that I said was, um, I did this article. It was probably, I was like 17 and I did like an interview and I said, <laughs> uh, I was like, oh yeah, I knew I was in good shape because like Kev Bat beat me by 10 to 15 seconds. Um, so like I knew I was in pretty good shape. And then Batty's like, I beat you by 17 seconds, wait. I put a time range in and I was still outside with that time range. <laughs> That's so good. Um, yeah, but it's uh, – yeah, I think a pos- positive side there, it's not like it's not like uh, FTK is finishing. Um, so, yeah, we, we're going to be putting a lot more time and energy into, um, into, into other projects of Grattan House. Yes. All right, let's bring it back. Let's bring it back into positive stuff. <laughs> Sorry, Brett. Can I just wipe those tears from <laughs> your face? Um, so let's get into some. Tra- oh, that just made me laugh. It's like, all right, let's, let's get, get into positive. some positive. <laughs> all right, Brett, kick us off with your training week. <laughs> yeah. Um, so last Sunday when I was doing my long run, um, I don't think I mentioned this on the um, podcast last week. Sorry, but Brett. I said, um, can you wipe those tears? <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I don't think I mentioned it because I didn't really think much of it, but I was doing a long run in Canberra and during the long run, I was like, geez, my calf just feels a little bit tight and it kind of got a little bit worse and um, then I finished the run, like it didn't really concern me that much. And But then I drove home, I was like, geez, my calf's like really stiff now. I'm like, that's a bit bit strange. Um, anyway, ran on Monday, again, stiff, ran, ran again that night. 
Um, and I was like, it's still just like really stiff. It just doesn't feel right. Um, so Tuesday morning went and got a uh, – went to the physio when I saw Kev Craigie and he's like, mm, like it's hard to know with calves. Like it could be tight or it could just be like a, a slight tear. Um, so I did another run. Just He like treated it and like loosened off really well and it like was feeling a lot better. He's like, go for a little run now then we'll see how it responds to that. Did a little run and I was like – to be honest, after 15, 20 minutes, I'm like, oh, fuck yeah, oh, this is great. And then just like quickly like started to get like really tired again. And then like it was never really that sore though um, as just well. That just feels like pressure, right? Yeah. Yeah. It just feels like, yeah, tightness. But as I like threw out my whole calf, like it wasn't in one spot or anything. And then I, yeah, so he's like, oh, I think we better send you for a scan. So Wednesday went and got an MRI and then and came back. I had a, I have a small... Um, tear in my soleus, um, which is it's just weird. For, like, I can't, yeah. W- what kills me the most is I can't see where I did it or like what I've done to get it. Um, like, I wish, I wish there was just an answer to it, mm. um, but that's hard. Not, not, yeah, not, not every injury many, does it. Yeah, yeah, not every injury has that. It's like obviously it's an overload at some point. Yeah, it could just have been something that's you know, the, the straw that broke the camel's back, exactly. Something, yeah, in that long run, or who knows. Yeah, so um, no point dwelling on it. It's like, all right, move on. What do you have to do to get? Yeah, better? yeah. But I do wish as well, like I could then pinpoint so you don't and make prevent it again. Yeah. But yeah, but um, yeah, so I, think I have an idea. Stop getting older. Yeah, I know. Yeah, <laughs> that could be the problem. <laughs> um, yeah, so I yeah spoke to Kev, and it's like it's not that bad of a tear. It's like not even really in the muscle. It's like more in the fascia of the muscle. Um, but the big problem is that I had had heaps of like bleeding with it. So that, that's why my calf was so tight. Um, Hearing this makes me feel a bit sick. You know what I'm like with bleeding. With blood. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I was thinking about that when you told me before Bandura and um, how you said that the calf, there's not a lot of nerve endings there. Mm. So you don't necessarily feel a pain of the tear, but you just feel the pressure of the, the, blood. the blood. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so there's blood going around your body. I think that got inside my head before the race. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I kind of like s- spoke to Kev and then we're like, all right, let's map out what we can do for the next um, kind of eight weeks up until Sydney. Um, so at first, because like, oh, it's not that bad. He's like, I reckon like we can have like seven days off and then like start back running slowly and, and like gradually build up. Um, and then we kind of like, mm, but then if if I come back like a couple of days too early, I could end up just doing it again in a week. So true. And then so he's like, all right, let's just have 10 days off. Like that's the kind of standard thing for a, for a calf. Um, what are the, like those yeah. extra, th- you know, three or four days. I, yeah. To be honest, with all my athletes that I coach, they'll like, you know, sometimes have a physio that goes, oh, look, just do this. And then you can test it like three days after with like an hour run. And I'm just going. I've gone back to square one. Nearly. It's like yeah. if you, like, yeah, in an ideal world, if it doesn't affect it yet, great. You've had the less, the, the less amount of time possible. But realistically, what's an extra few days that it's going to, you know, finish that healing process and then you're back on your way and then you don't have to have another you know, yeah. week off. Whereas if you come back, do, you know, some running and then it's like, oh, it's not there, have another seven days. It's like, okay, now there's three weeks gone. Yeah, yeah, I know. And, and you'll be kicking yourself. Yeah, you just be like, I wish it, I so. took those extra few days. So I think it's definitely smart. Yeah, yeah. So the plan is to have 10 days of cross training. Um, so now I'm on the bike heaps. And then I can – then there'll probably be like a week or two of um, 
kind of cross training and running. Yeah. Um, which we've talked about before in the in the podcast is the the everyone is nightmare. I reckon. Yeah. <laughs> that overlap of where you you having to start like run quite a lot, but also cross train hard and a lot. Yeah. You know, it's that yeah. overlap before you can like sort of swap it. And you turn out. it up to like a run tired, tired from, yeah. from cycling. From the, yeah. Two hours of hard on the bike. Yeah. Um. But I don't know. Like Kev was pretty good. Like he he knows that if I um I don't know, if I don't like agree with it. Like I won't be happy and I'll probably just sneak off and do yeah. my own thing or something. So um, I think it was like a pretty good plan. Um, obviously, I'd like to run. And the plan is to get – because I said to a marathon, I'm like – I said to him, for a marathon, I feel like I need a lot of running in my legs. Like, Yeah. Um, and and he agreed. So he's like – so we kind of do get up to a good amount of running um, before yeah. the race. Would you – okay, this is me questioning. questioning um, not like I don't know the, an- the answer, but wouldn't – would you say there's got to be something said for the amount of running you have put in your legs in the last couple of years of like consecutive marathons? Right? Yeah. So it's not I hope like, so. yeah. Yeah. That's like to, to me, it's look, obviously you can't fucking deload for seven weeks and do fuck all training and then go run really well. Mm. But I think you would surprise yourself in that, you know, if you need a couple of weeks of deload and then get back up there. Yeah, I, look, I'm not your coach, but I would I would be surprised if you need. You know, it's not like you have to get back to huge weeks to in order to perform. It's like you're you've cha- you physiologically changed your body mm. with the amount of marathon blocks you have done. Yeah, 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 probably because I do find like in marathons my legs kind of break down less mm. now. So what's what um, you say? Remember your your first marathon when you said you like could couldn't walk for like three days, and then it's like now your body. Yeah, I can run a few days later kind yeah. of thing. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. But I, I still want to – I think the best training you can do is running training. So Definitely. I, I want to do as much of that as possible. I'm being optimistic here for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't know. I'm, yeah, I'm kind of happy with the plan. Obviously pretty frustrating, but um, – Any injury is frustrating. But it, as you said, it's really good to have a plan. There's nothing yeah. fucking worse than an injury with no plan. I know. Yeah, like the worst feeling. You like wake up, you've got like anxiety and stuff because you're like, I don't know what to do. You're stressing about. You're like, what do I do? It's like when you got a plan, it's boom, you stick to it. Yeah, you know what you're doing, and then you reassess when you, you know, in in each week. Yeah. So I've got like a vis from the, um, he's a physiologist at, uh, VIS. So he's like writing me cycling training, um, <laughs> using I that for you, using the heat chamber a little bit now as well. Um, so the plan is to get fitter. Um, aerobically, fitter. aerobically fitter, but yeah. and then so so then I can kind of like just um, once I'm back to running, just not worry too much about what running sessions I'm doing. Just kind of get the running back going. Yeah, um, yeah. Cause, and like that was the other thing I said. Like I I prefer just to do like lots of slow k's than uh, get back to be doing like Tuesday sessions or something yeah. like that. Like if I could just had a good have good mileage, like I'm kind of more confident with that. Yeah. Um, yeah, and you're not gonna lo- like. Yeah, you're not gonna lose that. No, and to be honest, I'm having like ten days off. Yeah. Like it'll be two, three weeks of like not. Just imagine you didn't pull your calf, right? Imagine you, you and you're in this like 
you know, you've got however many weeks, you know, eight, eight weeks and imagine you've got a really bad flu right now. Yeah, And yeah, you exactly. had to spend, say, you know, you couldn't train for five days and then you have another three, four days of like really slow jogging. That's 10 days. That's 11 days gone. Yeah. You, you wouldn't be pulling out of the marathon with a flu eight weeks out. Mm. I know, yeah. So yeah, I, I, just when you said that, like I wonder in 2019 before I ran London Marathon, like I had really bad osteitis pubis and I definitely had like a week or, or I don't know, 10 days off with that Yeah, where Mel- I was just swimming. Um, um, before Melbourne, you had to deload quite a bit yeah. ride with the quad. Yeah. You had the femur, femur mm. reaction. Yeah. I don't know. I said that as well, but I said Melbourne, like I want to be in a lot better shape than I was in Melbourne. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. So my week of cross training. <laughs> oh, we're actually going to go into it. Yeah, <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, so Thursday morning, so I, I didn't do anything on Wednesday. I just had a complete day off, um, and then because I was just kind of waiting to find out what was the actual problem. Um, then Thursday morning, did eighty-four minutes on the bike. Um, so I'm doing so straight away. I'm doing like a lot of gym and strength for my calf. So the funny thing is, my calf is like my left calf is still way stronger than my right calf, even with the tear in it. Crazy. Um, yeah. So I did 80, 84 minutes because <laughs> all the blood has coagulated, so it's all like, like it's become muscle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Makes no sense. It's all funny. Uh, and then another forty in the um, evening. Didn't really have much plan going now, so I was just like, I'll just get on the bike until. I have a plan. Yeah. Um, I tell you what, you've sort of missed it. Would have been, you know, if you could do this injury two weeks ago, that would have been the best. Why? Tours on. Oh, uh, yeah. So good to like put the tour on and just ride. <laughs> you, know, you just watch it while you're riding. It's a quite good motivation. Yeah. Um, and then Friday, I did my first session and I did uh, 10 by four minutes with one minute rest. Easy spin or like? For the rest, yeah. um, usually I'll just kind of like sit up yeah. and then either, yeah, I usually keep spinning. Do you have watts on the bike? Um, yeah, I think I was hitting like 260 watts. Yeah, do you have clipped in pedals? Yeah, I do. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I, d- I don't think that's not very good, I reckon. Huh? I don't feel like that's very good. The 260 watts? Mm. Nah, it's not. But nah. you've been you've been way better in the past. Yeah, I know. I was way better last time. But it will take you a while for your muscles to like. Mm. But yeah. I was just, yeah. I just had no idea how to pace myself as well. Well, um, interesting. We were talking about this off air. I think the listeners will find this interesting because you sort of said how, you know, um, when you were doing, um, I think this was this morning. So you hear about this next week. But you were doing uh, like, was it? Eight, eight by six. No, sorry, six by eight. Six by eight minute efforts. And you said that, you know, you, you go out real hard and then it's like your, your next few, you start tapering off a bit in the watts because you're just like, I can't really hold that. And then um, the last few, you get back up there again. And I said, well, it's just funny. It's because people don't understand like the pain tolerance required in cycling. It's like you can hold, you can just hold pain more than you can in running. You can't hold that pain in running because you would just slow down because mm. of the the impact. Whereas like yeah. cycling, it's just like, that's where you hear stories of like, you know, riders gr- grinding their teeth down as they're climbing up the mountains. Whereas in running, you can't do that because you, you're just going to stop running. <laughs> Man, to be honest, if I was grinding my teeth down, like that would just hurt. I reckon I would stop. Doing that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know how they like on the the tour that like you know they'll have an injury and the, and the the medic the medic car comes past and like you know will strap their knee up or something and they got like a big dentist yeah, car yeah. coming by, a big doing a root canal, <laughs> doing a, root, a big tooth on the top of the car. <laughs> send him up, send him up. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think like my heart it was only like 
in the 150s. Yeah, that's the other hard thing. With He's getting it up. Getting it yeah. up. It's fucking hard. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I do remember this Well, like when I was injured years ago and like I just took a while to get going and then once I figured it out and figured – and there was times where I'm like, I'm so fucked and I'm like, all right, let's just push hard and like you would just amaze yourself yeah. how hard you could push. Yeah. Um, it's like that's why it's funny like watching cycling when the guys are like, you know, c- cooking it. And they're, you know, they're just absolutely on their limit. And then someone will attack. And then like, you know, two other, you know, two people might blow up, but then two people can just go with them. Where it's like in running, it's like, you know, you're already Yeah. Uh, it's more you run the feed, you run the legs off people, but there's no like atta- huge attacks and stuff. Unless it's more slow tactical races. Yeah. But also I don't trust any of these cyclists either. Yeah, it's definitely true. Yeah. <laughs> Vingegaard, it's like kind of VO2 is what, 120 or something? I Fuck know. Off. Yeah, he was my favorite. Like I fucking loved him last but year. But he took the fucking piss in that time trial. Watch it, watching him now, it's just like Look how- I do two days of cycling. Now we're talking about <laughs> yeah. cycling podcast. <laughs> it's like yeah, I'm not even do my training. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, went back, did 40 minutes in the evening, and then Saturday morning I did two hours in the heat chamber. Um, I good. put on a movie and just didn't look at the clock. What for movie? Um, I watched. The, as a documentary, The Deepest Breath. It's about um, these free divers. Oh, yeah. Um, and it was pretty good, but I didn't didn't look at the clock for like 85 minutes, which was good. And because when I looked, I'm like, oh, I reckon I'm about an hour. Were you focusing on the movie? Um, I would get distracted. Yeah, and like, yeah. it's pretty <laughs> – I yeah. find it very No, nah, but I, I'm doing a very easy spin for, for yeah, that. Yeah, um, yeah. So, so it's sort of like – <laughs> it's sort of like you know, just catching a, a flight from like Mel- Melbourne to uh, to like Brisbane or something, but with like just in a heat chamber. Yeah. So you're just like trying. You're not really. It's not. You're not exercising. Like what? 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 So you? Sorry. No. Nah, well, what, so <laughs> the, the what? So you? I out? don't know because the heat chamber um, like fucks up all the equipment yeah so the, the it wasn't reading watts or anything it only just had time yeah. uh, which to honest, just, i didn't really speak. mind like yeah i, I feel like I, I again i went fairly easy um just because it was kind of the first time and i know when i was doing the runs like i feel like just because running i know pace i know effort and stuff yeah. so you just kind of go at it and then it just gets really hard yeah um where because i'm probably a little bit cautious on the bike because i don't know yeah um i was just kind of like just spinning like yeah, it would be. It was fairly easy. I remember. It was, yeah, I remember when I, you know, was doing that at the heat chamber of VIs on the bike, and I was spinning, and I think we were in there. Yeah, get something like two hours or whatever. And I remember like sitting with, because cycling, it's like also based. It's sort of based on power to weight, right? Yeah. But I was like with the guys in like the triathlon team were bigger than me, so they're like putting out big. Watts. Yeah, and I'm yeah. looking over at their watts, and it's like getting inside my head that they're holding those watts. So I try to hold those watts, and I end up getting kicked out. Like the scientist that was like, "You got to get out because your heart rate's too high. Like yeah. you're gonna cook yourself." Because I was trying to keep it up, and once you get your heart rate up there, it's not like you're recovering in the like forty degrees. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, mate, get out. You're about to die. I remember doing that as well. I was in HM years ago and with a rower and he's like he's like man I, I, I sweat like two liters an hour or something like that. and I was like I'm like, oh, I need to get to two, two liters <laughs> but like two liters for him is like two percent of his body weight it's like nearly four percent of mine like <laughs> we weren't going off percentage we were just going off like how many liters but, um yeah, so K's for the week, probably like, uh, man, I don't remember, 300, 400? <laughs> <laughs> Mate, you're just talking stationary bike, so I'm still counting that as zero. <laughs> yeah, nah, well, K's for the week running-wise, 
still higher than mine. 27. 27. Not bad. Um, are we going straight into my week? Yeah. Can you, before uh, before we uh, go into my week, can you tell the story that you told me about Geordie Williams, about Chris Judd? Yeah. <laughs> I just, I, so, I've, been, I've been laughing about this. Geordie <laughs> jo- uh, Williams works in finance now. I think he's a big dog of the city. <laughs> and uh, he... And to be honest, because he works in finance, it makes his fact even even dumber. <laughs> so and he, so he comes home from work the other night and he's like, oh, I saw uh, Juddy uh, in the city the other day. Juddy as well. He's on a nickname basis with him. And he goes- Chris that is. Yeah. And he goes, he goes, you know, he's a billionaire. And I go, no, he's not. Okay. And he goes, no, he, yeah, he is. He's a billionaire. I go, a billionaire. B. And he's like, yeah. And I go, and I'm like, I don't, I don't know. Like I didn't grow up with footy. So I didn't even know I know who Chris Judd is, but I didn't like don't know him how successful he was. I don't think he made a billion dollars through footy. Yeah, you're like I, wondering if it's like Chris Judd then Dash Rothschild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what he's done post footy, but I'm I'm I can bet my life on it. He's not a billionaire. I know nothing about the guy, but I can bet my life. <laughs> no. And, and uh, he joined, he's like, he's like, I'm sure. And he goes, I read an article about it. And he's like, I'll find it. And then uh, he's like, he's like, mm, I can't find it. And then, <laughs> and then he goes, I'll search his net worth. And he goes, and even he goes, ooh. <laughs> he goes, yeah, 37 million. And I'm like, what? So he worked that out. Was Jordy wasn't even four percent of the room. Yeah. The way there, it's just shy four percent of right. Yeah, I said like, yeah, it's like a billionaire looking at me and Chris Jada. We're the same people. You guys are, like, yeah, you guys are close. And and same with Nelson. Like we're the same same three people. Like, the three of you are the same yeah. compared to this. So oh, far off. So funny. It's got absolutely nothing to do with anything, but we yeah, thought that was a little funny intermission. <laughs> I've been telling so many people that story. It's so oh. good. I love it. Um, yeah, my week um, started off with an hour run with Smack. <clears throat> um, I'd say it's probably, I think I've said this before, my favorite loop where you go Darabin Creek, you go head out onto the Darabin Creek Trail, cross over Heidelberg Road, go up that way, <clears throat> and then join up... Um, do the loop where you then join back. I don't know what that park is. We've talked about it so many times. Where the soccer ovals are, where you join up on the Eastern Freeway track. You know where the east. Like so, if I was to run from here to Yarra Flats, and you go up the real steep hill, where the oh, I've lost him. Not only oh. not only have I lost Brett, I've lost every listener. Yeah. Anyway, and then run back through um, Chandler, Chandler Highway back. To yeah. My house. Yeah. Do you even know where the Darabin Creek Trail starts? Yeah. Yeah, that's those, what I thinking of right. Those oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Tuesday morning. I don't even know what suburb that is. Huh? I don't even know what suburb oh, that is. It's a very strange suburb. Yeah. I don't know what it is. It's it's sort of, I think it might be Q, but there's like a, it's a, one of those little micro. Q is a bit strange. Yeah, it's a micro suburb where the um where the golf course is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Just pretty much the start of Elfington, I think as well. Um. Tuesday morning went to the tan. Um, I got my wish, eight by a K. Um, been feeling, yeah, feeling pretty good in uh, in training. I feel like everything's starting to click uh, for me. Um, but so yeah, went out. You know, how you don't really talk. Like you weren't there. Mm. Ed Marks wasn't there, but then like Dave was there, and like everyone else, you know, Smack was there. Oh, Christy, Bailey. Um, Garbs, all the all the boys, Logan and all that, everyone's there. And we just go go out to like do the first K and I'm sort of expecting to, you know, 
be all with each other. And I think I ran 54 for the first one, 55. And I like look back and everyone else has run like 303. And I was just yeah. like, all oh, right, sick. So what do I do? Do I like do the rest of the session by myself or do I drop back with him? Dave had told, in Dave's defense, he told me um, that he was just sort of keeping a lid on it. he just raced. He raced on yeah. the Sunday. Um, so in my head, I thought, I'm just going to try and keep this at like threshold effort. Um, not threshold pace, but like threshold effort because it's only a K, right? So it's like I just sort of was making sure that my heart, like I, I just didn't feel like I was pushing ever and I pretty much kept them. Um, I think my slowest was 56 or 57. It was a bit windy and my fastest was 51 mm-hmm. um, and just kept a lid on it. But I was like a fair way in front of everyone. So I just did the whole session solo. And it, re- it annoys me a bit because, you know, Tim said to me after, he goes, yeah, Joel, you're just looking real good. I think you've got like a you know, good breakthrough performance coming. <laughs> you know, he said that to me. And then after the cross country race, he goes, oh, well, you, you know, you, I think you went too hard on Tuesday. <laughs> and I was like, I, fucking, I don't know. Like I, I really did not feel like. It's always hindsight. Like, yeah. Like one of my, my slowest one on, on Tuesday, as I said, was like 57, 58. It's like, you know, uh, four or well, two, two months ago, I did them all in 50. Yeah. Right? So it was not, not it, I really wasn't. Like I was just, I just kept a lid on it, felt fine. Um, didn't mention it uh, and don't want to, I really don't want to make excuses for the weekend because it has absolutely nothing to do with it. But on Monday night, I was walking to dinner. Um, me and Smack were going to go grab a fur in Victoria Street. And I cut my well. I was walking on the footpath in, in pitch black, and it, uh, I just like felt like a stabbing pain in my eyeball. And I was like, "Fuck!" And it was a big tree branch that was just covering the footpath. I just sort of walked straight into, um, and it was just like that instant, like just hurt so bad. It, like feels like you slice your eye open. And I was like, "Oh god, what's happened here?" And he's like, "You're all right." And I was like, just like I sort of stood on the footpath for like ten minutes, like trying to get my eye to open. It was just pissing out liquid, and then it started to like come good. And I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll be fine. And just like, just feels like you've sort of poked yourself in the eye. Went to dinner and then I woke up yeah, Tuesday morning to do those Ks and it was certainly uncomfortable. Um, but I was like, ah, oh, well, I've just obviously scratched my eye. I'll be fine. So I just wore my sunnies. <clears throat> I've got those like, um, those, the clear lenses, well, they're pink mm. lenses, but it's just pretty much so the wind doesn't get in them. Um, and it was fine for the session. Uh, and then did... Um, was planning to go to the gym Tuesday night before Yoshi, my physio, but my eye was just getting like worse and worse and worse. And it was starting to freak me out a little bit. Like it was, I couldn't, couldn't really open it. Um, and it was just puffing up heaps and I was a bit stressed. I was like, you know, obviously going on Google doctor. And that's when, when you start, you know, it's like sur- top search result, remove eye immediately. <laughs> yeah. Um, I had my physio with Yoshi and you know me, I'm a hypochondriac. I, I definitely, you know, will go on about things. Um, so then it worries me more when Yoshi's treating me, looking at me going, I think you need to go to hospital. Like, because he's like, like to the eye near hospital. He goes, it doesn't look too good. <laughs> and it was like, I couldn't keep, I couldn't keep it open. I was like trying to talk to Yoshi and it just felt, felt like someone was just rubbing a rock on my eye and it was getting worse and worse and worse. So I got these eye drops from the chemist that night and I was like, I'm going to go, I'm going to put it all on and sleep. And I don't know if you've ever hurt your eye before, but when you, hurt your eye it's like you sleep so much because mm. your body just like tries to like recover it because it's obviously such a important part of your body um so i put the eye drops on slept like 11 hours on tuesday night after my physio um just didn't set an alarm and i think i woke up at like 9 a.m and my eye was fucked and i was like oh shit all right i'm gonna have to go to um i'll just go to eye near hospital because they know what to do because I, I thought if i go to a gp they're probably just going to send me to eye near hospital anyway because you need one of the special things to check how bad the cut is um so i went there they did 
sat in the fucking waiting room for about six hours. Um, and then, yeah, they just did like the all the tests and stuff. And they said, yeah, you've just put a, um, you've like got a slice in your, in your uh, cornea, corneal abrasion, they call it. Um, and they just said it'll be like a few days recovery. Um, don't but, but don't worry about an eye patch. And I said, oh, can I train? And they said, oh, look, just go off comfort levels. Um, so Wednesday I was feeling pretty – it's funny. They put the a- anesthetic eye spray in your eye and it's like instantly I'm 100%. Really? It's just like, yeah. And so I said, why is that? And they go, because the, the, watery, the watering from your eye is due to pain. So because you're in so much pain, the eye is just getting like watering heaps. So then once they put the anesthetic in, the eye will stop watering. It's got a cut there, but it's like, um, so yeah, I just had different eye drops and stuff to not um, not get infected. So I just took Wednesday totally off running, which is a little little bit annoying, but it's like, oh, it's not going to do anything. And then Thursday morning woke up and it was like way better. Like it wasn't 100%, but it was way better. Um, did a small threshold um, to get ready for the race. Like on, yeah, so on Wednesday, I was like freaking out a bit like, fuck, I'm going to have to pull out of this race. Like my eyes fucked. And then by Thursday, it's like, oh, I'm fine. I'm going to be fine. Do you reckon um, you have like bad eyes or something? Because you've cut your eye twice. You've split your head open on a branch. <laughs> you can't see sticks. <laughs> like, <laughs> maybe. Um, like yeah. I'm, I've never hit a, had a stick in my eye. I'll spit, yeah, I, I definitely know like so my housemates Smack and Duff and stuff, they were taking the piss out of me because I was like, like the first day I was complaining about it and they're just taking the piss being like, oh, you big silk and stuff. And then they saw my eye and they couldn't look at me. You know when you see someone with a really bad eye and it hurts you to look at because then it makes your eyes water? That's what they were looking at. And I was like, look at me. <laughs> look at me. Um, but yeah, the, when was the last time? I, it was about five years ago. I did I did cut my eye on a uh, stick. So maybe it was just And you like, did the head as well at Fernie? The head was at Fernie, yeah. But I think that was, that was just bloody – I think it was me, you and Jack together, right? Or was it just me and you? No, I was just, yeah, a few of us. I think maybe I, maybe. Yeah, I was fucking the only one tall enough to hit it. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon I was. I running with the seven dwarves. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, so, yeah, Thursday just did a threshold and felt, yeah, just I, I just was wearing the sunnies for every every run. Um, and, yeah, felt pretty shit having the day off. I hate doing like a work sale. Well, I never do it really, but you have a, a day off between workouts mm. and then it's another workout. Mm. So you just feel sort of shit. Um, and I didn't want to change the shoes and I wore the Vimeros for the threshold Oof. and strides. Yeah, which certainly didn't help. But I think it's not I'm, a confidence booster. It's not, but the whole point of like, you know, Collis sort of saying to me these pre race thresholds, because I knew I used to like, you know, get inside my head and he's just like, don't even fucking look, don't care, yeah. just what just get the heart rate up. So I wore Vimeros. Um, and yeah, I was, I was fine. And then Friday, just Don't you sometimes I like, get inside your head because you run like 250 for the threshold. Say it again. What? Don't you get in your head because you run too quick for the threshold? I've never done that. Yes, you have. 250s. <laughs> You've run like, like pretty quick, quick. Um, as in getting somewhere, as in I'm flying. Yeah. And your head gets too big. <laughs> turn off the race. Oh, this is harder than I, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Who knows? But you like, you never like having shockers if you few days before the race, are you? Um. Yeah. Definitely. Oh, really? Yeah. 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 Definitely. Yeah. I've had. I don't know. There's no rhyme nor reason. I've had thresholds where I like. Can't, I remember before I um, before I won Sydney half, I couldn't threshold under three fifteens the week before. Mm. And it was like three oh fours for like the hilly course. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. Um. And then yeah, Friday thirty minute thre- thirty. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> threshold. Friday thirty minute jog. Um. And then raced Saturday morning. Um. 
was yeah feeling feeling pretty good for the race. Uh, I was sort of thinking, you know, like I've definitely in training, I've definitely taken everything up a notch, and all I was like lining up, and all I was wanting to do was just like be better than the last race. Um, and I most certainly was not. So <laughs> it was uh, yeah, I was pretty pretty upset by it, but you know, you can. It's hard to be angry. Like I went as hard as I could. I think the way I raced. Um, so it's like uh, Andy and Ed, Andy Buchanan and Ed Marks went out pretty hard, um, and then with Lockie Hurd and Dave went on them, and then it was me um, and Zach Faccioni. We're like just off the back of them. So I was sitting in like that, you know, six six spot, and we were running like together and. Um, it seemed like no one really like was was near us. That was for the first like you know four or five k, and then I was sitting on sitting. We, me and Zach dropped off a bit. Um, I was just sitting on Zach. Thank you, Zach, for taking the wind there. I didn't do much, um, and I felt it's funny. I felt like on the like slight inclines and like um, slight. Uh, declines and all that, and like go, going around the corners and all that. I felt really comfortable. And then there's like only in the in the course, there's two or three like little kickers. And then just going up that, I just couldn't run. Like Zach, so I was sitting on Zach, I remember up the bottom of one hill and I'm like going up it, going up it and then it kicks up again and I just couldn't go. And he put like, he just put so much time into me just in mm. that little kick and I was like, fuck. So then I'm trying to get back, get back on him. No way, he's just running further away from me. And then I was stuck in no man's land for a bit. Um, that Dale Carroll guy caught up to me. And we sort of tried to run hard together, but you know, as Smack said to me, he's like, "Man, when you when you blow up in cross once you're country, done, you're done. Yeah, when you yeah. blow up in cross country, you blow up. Oh, you lose all rhythm. Yeah, like <laughs> there was two little kicks on the first lap. Now like six little kicks. Exactly. It yeah, it was just hard. And look, I was trying to. I think you know, if this was me, like a few years ago, I would have just like fucking thrown in the town. Like, oh, you know, oh, I'm not going to race good. I'm not going to come top five, so what's the fucking point? That sort of thing. But I'm like, fuck it, just keep pushing, you know, get something out of it, as you say. Um, and then it wasn't, you know, until probably two and a half K to go, a big group caught me, which was like Smack, um, Seth O'Donnell, a um, couple of younger boys who who ran really well. Um, and they sort of caught me. And again, I just sat on the back of them and we went up the kick up, boom, straight off the back <laughs> again. So I have to fight to get back on on the downhill, which I did. Um, but yeah, it was just, I was just hurting the whole time. Um, I just felt, I just felt flat. That's probably the best way to describe it. I just didn't feel just, I never felt good. I never felt comfortable. Um, I tried to follow the plan that Collis sort of said. Um, it wasn't like I went out crazy, you know, with, you know, if you, you saw Ned, me, it yeah. wasn't like I went out with Andy and Ed or with Dave. I just never went. I was trying to like sit back and I just sort of, you know, the best spot I was in was fifth and I ended up finishing like ninth. Um, fuck Andy. Buchanan put on a clinic. He killed it. Yeah. He just like he's just so good at cross country. Um, so, so yeah. yeah, Ed, don't, don't I haven't spoken to him, but apparently he just was running like he he was leading a lot. Like he was pushing the pace. Yeah, and then I think he just pushed it too much, and apparently he's gone up a hill and just couldn't. Yeah, felt he, like said, he just couldn't get to the finish. Yeah, he just said it was just like he felt started feeling really faint. Um, yeah, talking about fainting. I hope hope she doesn't mind me telling this story, but Stella Rad. Yeah. Um, we were on the Stella Raffles. You know, she would have been one of the favourites for the for the women's race. And me, Smack, and Riley were just standing, like probably 150 meters from the from the start line of the the women's race. And they're all doing strides up to us. And Stella like strides past us and and starts talking to people. They could have been her her grandparents or, or like family friends or something. I'm not too sure. And they were just like talking. And we 
didn't even notice it. But then I just hear them yell, someone get an ambulance, get an ambulance. And I look over and Stella's on the ground. Like she's fainted and she's mm. having like a seizure or something like that. And we were like, holy shit. So we're running out, like yelling out to get an ambulance. Smack's gone to get her water and all that. And then she's like obviously just come to and, you know, scared because it's like what the fuck happened? Yeah, she doesn't yeah. know what happened, which is um pretty frightening. Uh, but yeah, hope, hope she's all right. Um, a couple of little funny stories that I have in, in, from the race. One, Julian Spence comes up to me in the start line and he goes, he just looks at my sunnies I've got because they're like the transparent sunnies and he goes, you fucking serious? And I go, I go, oh, look, I don't want to make a big deal about it, but I actually, I actually scratch my eye. Um, so I'm like, you're doing it for the wind. He goes, you wear them all the fucking time. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and he, he's actually damn well right. The, to be honest, I, I always wear them for roads. I just like them because I don't like wind in my eyes in road races. But um, <laughs> I've never really... I always wear them. I don't know why. Yeah, I've never really thought about the wind though. don't know. Maybe I do have something wrong in my eyes. <laughs> yeah. Um, just like permanent conjunctivitis. <laughs> I've not realized. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I wore them for that. And then this... <laughs> Second funny thing, um, we're cooling down. I'm all fucking, all mi- miserable. Um, actually, was I cool? No, I was warming up, so that's not true. <laughs> you were already miserable with the miserable. warm up. <laughs> no, nah, it's just me. It's just me trying to make, embellish a story. <laughs> I was, uh, I was warming up with Smack, and we're trying to. I haven't raced Bandura for like four, four or five years, so I wanted to know the course. So I'm running up. Um, you know, you're, you're following the course. And there's no, you know, none of the women are anywhere near us. Like the, you know, last place would be like two Ks ahead and Ali Pasha who's winning would be like a K behind. Mm. Like we're just, we're, we're on the course because they they mow the course, but then on the outside, it's like real potholy. So you want to be warming up on the course. And an official is like screaming at me and smack, like get off the course, the women's race is on. And it's like, look, I know you don't try to do your job, but there is n- like, there's not a single athlete anywhere near us, not in, 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 anywhere near and I'm sort of like you know being a little bit of a smart ass like you know slowly getting off the course being like yeah right I know you don't need to scream and stuff and then I hear one of the women in the race coming back the other way so they're like you know it might be a K ahead of us on the course but real close to us because they're coming back the mm. other way screaming get off the fucking course and I panicked and went oh my god and I looked across and it was Elise <laughs> <laughs> just taking the piss because she <laughs> Elise this is Elise Beacom um, who does all the Q&As on FTK and she you know it's like because that's that's what I would have been scared. Like an official yelling at me, it's like, yeah, whatever. If one of the women, yeah, yeah, get yeah. off, it's like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. But you know, at least just heard that and took this out of me. So it was quite funny. Um, but yeah, I uh, yeah was disappointed, um, and I think I can you know be be a lot more competitive in that on a on a day that's a bit better. But um, you know, look, what my goal for 2023 was to not be injured once. So I'm still not injured. So I, uh, yeah, look, like if you were to say, what would you be happier with? Get a medal and then, you know, be injured in a month's time. I'd still prefer to come ninth and not be injured. Yeah, Because I want to see how good I can be, you know, next year after a year of running. Yeah. Um, and on Sunday, I was supposed to do a two-hour run, um, I think. You know, I don't. I'm supposed to just do two hours every Sunday. I'm not sure if that is. I didn't speak to Colas about like what to do exactly, but I headed out for a two-hour run, and I was fucked. Like I couldn't. My hip flexors were so cooked. Like I couldn't lift my legs. Um, and I think that's just obviously from racing a hard cross country race. Mm. You know, you're just like really, really tired. Um, and I stopped at like an hour forty-nine. I got to twenty-four k. I couldn't run on a four-thirty pace. 
You got like our 49. It was like yeah, our 48 or something yeah. like that. I tried. Pretty close. Huh? <laughs> Pretty close. Well, I just got to, I, I got, it was one of those things I got to like 22K and I was like, I just can't lift my legs. I'm like, I'll get to 23. Yeah. And I'm like, I'll get to 24. And then I'm like, all right, this is just, I think, yeah, I think this is just not much point. Like, because I was trying to, I got onto like some flat sections and I'm like, all right, I'll try and like, you know, stretch out and get into a bit of a rhythm here and my body wouldn't let me get under 430 mm. pace. So I'm just like, I'm obviously very tired from the day before. So, yeah, um, obviously, I don't know. Something's not quite right because if you're feeling shit in the race and then pulling up that bad. Yeah, well, that was the, th- the other thing that is interesting. And I, like, look, I'm not trying to make excuses or anything, but how I came across the line was nothing like the other races I've done. So the other races I've done, when I come across the line, I'm fucked. Like I almost yeah. feel like I need to collapse. Whereas I didn't. Yeah. I sort of ran across the line and I was a bit like, oh, but it's sort of like I couldn't go any harder. So I don't know if it means I'm like a bit tired. I don't know, whatever. I'm not going to dwell on it. Um, just, yeah, put my head down and keep training for Sunshine Coast Half in a few weeks, mid, mid-August. Mm, August. Which I'm unfortunately not doing now. Yeah, so that'll that'll uh, change the plan a little bit because I was, yeah, it's a, it's a fast race um, and I sort of want to, yeah, I feel like I want to have like a good hard hit out, but um, Andy Buchanan is running now. Yeah. So hopefully, um, you know, a bunch of it, Riley Cox is doing it. A few other guys are doing it. Hopefully we can all, all um, yeah, have a, have a good hit out there. But yeah, yeah I'm craving. Definitely, definitely a good course once you get past the hills. So yeah. Um, Imagine I, a good race. I'm like the, the hills hurt me just like they did at Bandura. Like yeah. <laughs> Andy's three minutes ahead after like 1K. <laughs> but nah, looking forward to it. Um, now we caught up with our train with FTK athletes. Yeah. Andrew and Jolie. So we were supposed to um, yeah, catch up with them a little bit earlier, but uh, Kira D'Amato kicked them off the... Yes. So, um, we've been yeah coaching them in, in the background. Um, both of them seem like they're going, going yeah. really well. Um, so enjoy these interviews right now. Jolie, thank you for joining me. How are you doing? Yeah, very good, Brett. How are you going? Not too bad, not too bad. Um, now, we've got a lot to update the listeners on mm-hmm. because, well, firstly, do you have any niggles or sickness that you haven't told me about because you only usually tell everyone when you come onto these calls? So, Well, I'm doing like 100k a week, so of course I have like a couple of little niggles, right? Any worrying niggles though? Um, no. It's okay. definitely not worrying, but I'm seeing my physio for my, like a, a muscle, like on the outside of my leg. Yep. It's a little bit sore, but he describes it as a pre-injury concern, like a okay. pre-niggle niggle. And I'm okay. like a little bit over the top. So I go and see him and I'm just like, oh my God, it's going to be so bad. And he's like, it's actually fine. <laughs> no, I'm glad you're being over the top and seeing someone, but <laughs> again, haven't told me about it. <laughs> It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it'll be fine. Um, also, we need to, I have told the listeners, but let's get a little rundown on Gold Coast Half Marathon. Yeah, it was, man, it's such an incredible track. Um, yeah. Man, I loved it. And it was just like, you know, one of those days where you just wake up and it's like, weather was perfect. Like I had heaps of carbs a couple of days beforehand and everything just aligned perfectly. I got like a really good night's sleep the night before. And just woke up and I was just like so keen. And I sort of went out and I was like, oh, I, I want to do a little bit of a blow up. Just have a bit of fun. <laughs> Good, yes. Risk it a little bit. 
Yeah, I was like, now's the time to do it. And I like got to start like close to the front. Like I didn't get to see you, like not that. <laughs> started yeah. next to me, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, it's elbow on you, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, the that like track is so good. It's like you go out and then you do that little like dog tag and then you kind of turn around. And when you turn around, it's like, oh, I'm past halfway. I can do anything. Mm. It's fine. Yeah. You just like yeah, on a good day, it's it's a very good, um, very good course. So, um, and, and yeah, and we definitely had a good day. It was nice, a lot better uh, conditions compared to last year. Um, so did you blow up? Um, I don't know. Maybe a professional would call it a blow up, but I didn't blow up as much as what I was thinking. Um, I got to like seventeen k, and in my head, I was like. You know what? No one would even notice if I just stopped running. I'd just have to leave it <laughs> I'll just quit now and no one will even know. You know? Um, yes, they would. We, we <laughs> a lot of FTK listeners wanting to know what you did, but I would not call it a blow up, but because like yes, the first couple of K were were a bit quick, um, like under 350, but then a couple of just over four minutes, like 401, 402 in the middle, but then you were like 357, 355 at the end. So um, I reckon a pretty controlled race. It was so good, but it may be controlled because at about the 17K mark, this like a guy ran past and he's just like, you're looking so strong. And I was like, fucking dying. Um, <laughs> he's like, are you aiming to go like under four minute pace? And I was just like, well, I was, but I'm like wanting to quit now. <laughs> and he's just like, oh, me too. Let's run together. And I was like, oh. Fine. <laughs> and then pretty much I just sat on the back of him and he like dragged me home. And I was like, this yeah. is great. Well, you, you smashed four-minute pace um, because you were 123.32 um, on your watch, which is 356s, so well under, yeah. which is good. But um, it definitely like it kind of, I guess, like having those thoughts of wanting to quit and just like no one would notice. But that's, uh, I guess, what, the marathon will definitely throw at you as well. Like I, I think it's good that you were able to get through it. Maybe that guy helped you a little bit, but you should um see if he's running running um Sydney Marathon because it'd be good to have him once you get to thirty k. But it's good um that you got through those kind of negative thoughts. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Um, yeah, immediately after I did go out for lunch and I did tee up someone to uh, help me with the marathon. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. Good. Um. And, and how, congratulations to you for winning. It's brilliant. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. How has the training been since then? Like, how did you pull up? Um, the Actually, the week after, I did. I pulled up, like, pretty rough. I'd never pulled up bad from a race before. I'm used to just sort of just getting straight back into it and feeling good. But we had, like, a very chilled week and there was no yeah. speed, and I was very, very thankful for that. And I was just like, oh, you know, what's all this? I feel really sore in my calves yeah. and stuff. And it's like, oh, this is what happens when you use your muscles, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and I think when you run faster than you have before, it's like it's always going to be kind of a bit of a new stimulus on, on the body. But, um, yeah, we we reduced you down but still made sure you got to run in every single day. So we're still keeping that streak up, which is good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and then we have got into a little bit of marathon training now. So, mm-hmm. and uh, like – I don't know where you get it from, but you do not have enough belief in yourself because you, you're always going, oh, I don't know, like sub three is possible. Oh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this session. And then I go and look at how you did the session and you, you nail it every time. I don't know. Tuesday session was 
a nightmare. It was tough. Yeah, but okay, wasn't there a big storm during yeah. it? Yeah, and it's like I had a hat on so to stop <laughs> the rain and it was like the wind was like coming in and the water's coming into my eyes and I was just like, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> so, yeah, so Tuesday you did um, 2K, 2.1K, 2K, 2.1K. Um, and, but like what what were you running? Like were you hitting your paces or were you just off? Yeah, I, I was off. Um, I don't even Not know. Really. But a little bit. Yeah, okay, a little bit. So first two K was supposed to be eight minutes, yeah. and you were um, seven fifty. So yeah. nailed it. You were three forty five for the K, which was supposed to be three forty. Yeah. Um, and then you were three forty nine for the next one. Then your two K was seven fifty five. So good. And then three forty seven and three fifty four. So yeah, like the K reps, maybe not that good, but I wouldn't say it was a bad session. Well, thanks. It felt pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. But to be honest, um, the ones we're more after about doing well is the Friday and the Sunday. And like, considering you ran two and a half hours two days before that workout. Um, like you're expected to maybe struggle a little bit in the K reps. I know I do when I'm uh, doing a session like that after a big long run. Um, how have you found the marathon specific sessions? So last week we did six by two K at four fifteens, and then this week was five by three K. Yeah, again four fifteens. I love the Friday sessions. They're, yeah, yeah, they're so much better. Like I don't know, even just the the night before I. The night before the Tuesday, like on a Monday night, I'm like, oh, it's going to suck. But before the Friday, I just, I'm just keen for it and I really love it. Um, also, I do the Friday with friends. So yeah. that's probably. Yeah, that, that definitely helps. But I don't know, you must be, you know, you're very good at running like, I guess, that four minute K to 420 pace. Like you're really good at that. Because even when I'm saying 415s, you're running kind of 410s, 405s a little bit. Um but yeah, I guess when we've gone three forties is, is when you're finding things a little bit more difficult. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. It's like, yeah, like just over four is definitely my most efficient pace because that's when I, I don't have to think. And I, like on Fridays, I just I don't check my watch. It's yeah, just, okay. That's good. Like, it feels good. Like you just sort of jump into it and sort of chat to forget that it's sort of happening. And then yeah. before you know it, it's like the end. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah, um, that's good. But the but, three um, yeah, yeah, three forty. But I know, I know, like it does suck, and I'm like definitely the same. Where like my coach gives me those sessions, I was like, "Why the fuck am I even doing them?" Like, I just want to do some. Like, I want to do a second marathon session. I'd rather do that. Yeah. Um, but I know that running three forties is definitely, or three forty fives, or whatever it ends up being, is definitely going to be better for when you are running four minute k's or, or four tens. Because if if that gap gets shorter, where you can you start doing k reps and you can only run three fifty or three fifty five there's not much difference between your marathon pace and the carrot pace. So I know you hate me for it, but we're going to keep doing it. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> um, and like K's wise, you, yeah, over hundred K last week, 101 K. Yeah. I'll take that. Yeah. That's um, good. And then this week should be pretty similar. So yeah. Um, we're busting out like 30 K long runs. Um, how are you feeling in those long runs? Cause they're just like, obviously it, Easy pace. Yeah. I I mean, it's my favorite run of the week. I love it. It's yeah. just just jump out and just sort of do it. And, yeah, 
yeah, I don't know, I really like it. I really feel good after them and it's nice. It's yeah. always like filled with chatting. <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah, that's, that always helps. How, how are your um your little Sydney Marathon group going? Yeah, real good. You got a couple of injuries, but it's oh, not no. too bad. <laughs> um, and the rest of us were all like, I don't know, it's getting really close, really quick. Yeah, I know. I feel like, yeah. I know as I'm getting ready for a marathon, it's like, oh, it feels quick. And then you kind of get a few weeks out and you're like, oh, like I'm getting starting to get tired. I kind of wish the race was just like now because I like I don't know if I can do another three or four weeks of training. So, yeah, we are eight weeks out now, I think. Um, so plenty of time, but it that's is like, around. I keep on thinking, I was like, oh, that's like, that's not even eight long runs to go. So. Yeah. No, it's definitely not because, yeah, we'll start easing you down, but. You're in good shape, so uh, yeah, I wouldn't even be worried about um, it being close because you just run a PB. You're nailing the marathon specific stuff, so um, I think if we if the race got moved forward to next week, you'd be fine. Like, yeah. You should have seen your face just then. You would never be very worried, but don't worry that they're not doing it. <laughs> yeah, imagine. Yeah, um, but what else has been going on? You've been very busy at work. I hear you've been did a presentation today. Yeah, it's like actually I'm, just, I'm very happy. I've just wrapped up everything. We had like intern applications and interviews, and yep. my last two major assignments. So it's been a pretty full on like month, I would say. But yeah. I, I got a job this week. Which oh, congratulations! Really yeah, thank you so much. In, in Wagga or yeah, yeah, that's yep. great. Um, so, how have you gone? Like balancing, I guess the running load um and working uh, or studying uh it's yeah definitely been a little tougher sort of the the last sort of month um as far as like the actual time like you just get it done and you just you cut back on sleep or you cut back on something else or you sort of like change priorities but yeah for me it's really managing like the stress that's the most difficult i always say to like my friends that I that I run with, like your body doesn't recognize what type of stress it is. It just recognizes stress. Yeah. So like sort of being a little more relaxed if I don't like hit my sort of 340s. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and sort of giving myself a break there and being like, oh, well, I had like a job interview today and that's why maybe I didn't run as quick. And so, For sure. Yeah, yeah no, and I th- yeah, you definitely have to take like – you have, I guess, running load, but then load from your life as well. So you have to, if that load's getting big, it's definitely going to affect your running load, which, yeah, if you if you push to still be hitting 340s or, or whatever it is or doing your runs uh, every single day, eventually something might break. So you do have to kind of take that in, into consideration a little bit. But, um, yeah, you're still getting out your little 6K a day or 5K a day. Um, every single day, which I guess is like could be another thing where you can use it for when you are having big days at work. It's like kind of 30 minutes just to switch off and, and not think about studying or or me getting angry at you for not hitting 340s or no. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's it. It's like, yeah, I mean, that's why I started running for like the stress relief. Yeah. And yeah, I guess getting caught up in all of the marathon prep and everything, it's like, dialing it back to like what it is and I just actually really love running so yeah yeah and yeah I I think it's great you've got that little group because um yeah even you can see the quality of sessions are a lot better when you're running with people and having and like you just said like you're running doing the uh reps like having a chat and then it's all done so you're obviously having fun with it which definitely helps um so yeah always 
do it as a yeah as a bit of fun and don't get too caught up in it yeah that sounds good um a few more big weeks to come um we'll keep now i know you love these friday sessions we'll start picking them up and and increasing a little bit but um yeah you're doing great so a few more hard weeks and then we'll then we'll nearly be there can't wait hey with the long run am i going to start to do like a session in the long run um i think i wouldn't say a session but we might get it rolling a little bit towards the end um and that'll definitely be on feel so like say if uh if you're tired then it'll just be literally time on legs just get the run done i don't care if if you slow and run and run run slower than normal but uh yeah there'll be some session some long runs where i'll say okay in the last 10k if you feel good um i'm happy to run i don't know it might be down to four get down to four 20s or something like that but nothing too hard yeah how does that make you feel or are you excited for that or yeah yeah it makes me feel yeah it feels good i i would be keen but good. but only because i like have never done it so i was just like, yeah yeah and i feel like that's um i feel in the long run as well you naturally get rolling a little bit just as as you get going, like uh, unless you've gone a bit too hard at the start, so I, I think it's important to start easy at the start, and then um, if you feel good, you you will get rolling. But if you are, uh, yeah, so I I think we'll do that. But I, like I yeah always get rolling, kind of towards the end of my long runs, just without even noticing. So and th- and I find that's more like what you feel in the marathon than. Um, kind of uh, definitely Tuesday but even Friday sessions because when you have the breaks you you don't get that in the marathon where towards the end of a long run when you've your legs get a bit tired but you're still kind of pushing a little bit I think I feel like that's a very specific feeling that you get in the marathon so I'm, I'm keen for you to do that cool. all right I think we'll leave it there and we'll check in with you in a few more weeks so hopefully things are still going well hope you're still enjoying those those Friday and Sunday long runs um I'm very confident that we're going to have a good run. Sounds great. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. All right. See ya. All right. I am joined with Andrew. How are you doing, Andrew? I'm great. How are you? Good. I'll tell you what, I could see the blue sky and a palm tree. It looks like you got one of those fake um, Zoom backgrows on. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, <laughs> I can, it's definitely not fake. I miss Cairns. Um, I have to apologize again now that we're uh, we're chatting that we couldn't catch up when I was in Cairns. It must sound like I was uh, avoiding you, but I really did not have a spare second up there doing that camp. No, I do I do understand. Uh, doing the work I do, I know what camps are like. Um, you know, let's be honest, it did hurt a little when I saw the uh, Instagram post come up and you were 200 meters from my house. Was it that, uh, that close? Is well, that, that photo of the Esplanade. Yeah. So, like, I can sort of, like, I run there every day, so I can pinpoint pretty much where you were, like, yeah. which oh, well, crack saw, in the concrete you well, were standing I saw you on. run past when I, like, hid behind the tree. <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought it must, um, yeah, it must make you feel feel bad when, like, Brett, you know, Joel Lee was down in Melbourne for something a while and, like, she was running with Brett. And then it's like, I came to you. <laughs> to you. Uh, oh, well. Oh, yeah. well. It's been noted, but anyway. <laughs> I'll make up for it in Sydney. Um, so the last time we chatted uh, to you on the show, you were obviously. I've got to say, it's the last time on the show. It's, I don't want the listeners to think I hadn't chatted. I haven't chatted to you since then. Um, but it was just in the lead up to Noosa Half. 
and you ended up having a really good run there. You want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, um, feel like I absolutely nailed that one. It's sort of the first time I feel like I've nailed a half marathon. Um, yeah, so um, we had a bit of a chat beforehand. You gave me a bit of a pace guide, went out at that and um, just really surprised myself with how strong I felt. Um, the sort of it, it had it had a really weird start at Noosa. They um they funneled us into a single file start rather than going across a line. So it slowed everybody down. So it was really hard to get a pack together mm. at the sort of pace I was looking at running. But um, I noticed really really early on every little bridge or anything like that that we went over the people who i was running with would drop off and i just felt strong didn't have an issue um yeah i think that's definitely yeah it was it was even a surprise to me because we'd had like a little bit of rocky training in the in the lead up like there was you know some really good sessions um the others were not so good yeah um ideally as a coach you know i want to see six months of consistent training and then i know that you're going to perform really well but Noosa, to be honest, was a little bit like, I don't know, you know, it's not like you've been training under me for that long. Um, And I wasn't too sure, but, you know, you held 4.16 pace. You know, you ended up running 1.30.54. And I think, yeah, it's a a really good result. It was sort of, you know, we had been doing threshold at about four-minute Ks. um, And, you know, that's technically the pace you're supposed to be able to hold for an hour. So to hold, you know, 15 seconds a K off that for 90 minutes um, yeah, I think it was an exceptional run. Yeah, and what what really surprised me was how I felt at the end. So, like, my last K, I think, was a 340. Yeah. So, like, I, I had heaps left in the tank. Um, in hindsight, should have gone out quicker. But at the same time, if I had gone out quicker, I probably would have blown up. Like, yeah. That's really interesting um, you say that because so many um, so many athletes that I coach and just, you know, other runners, I hear them finish off a, a half um really strong and they say oh i should have gone out harder and it's like well hindsight's such a you know such a funny thing because as you said you you know if you went out at four minute k's and you held that you know you could be running five thirties in the last three or four k yeah and i've done that too many times before whereas this one yeah um felt really strong um i thought it was it was interesting so the the workouts that you'd said for me in the lead up to it the tuesday workouts did a lot of um sort of you know go 5k pace 3k pace 5k pace 3k pace that sort of stuff yeah and i don't know if that's it's just part of it but i felt like those bridges and things that i hit that helped me surge over it yeah like yeah i could put in that little bit a bit more effort and maintain pace and but not even notice that i was doing that definitely um the 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 more you you know like obviously Brett and I come from Melbourne Track Club so we have we're you know under that philosophy of you know the faster you are at the shorter stuff the better you're going to be at the longer stuff, uh, but I you know I I genuinely believe it to be true you know if we you held four fifteen pace and I said you know we're just going to do as much stuff at four fifteen pace as possible then you're not going to feel as strong over yeah. you know but when you're you can you know bang out reps at at three forty fives and stuff and yeah you're cooking but it's uh that's why that's why you can run really well and you know hopefully it's my plan that if we can if we can you know stay consistent for the next two months you're going to be able to hold you know in an ideal world as close to that twice and look that's yeah we spoke at the beginning a dream would be to get as close to three hours as possible um i think yeah it's going to be it's going to be tough but 
I, I I think it's exciting. You know, we may as well go something like that. We don't want to just go, oh, let's, you know, you can run a run a 330 or something. It's just... Yeah, it's, it's one of those things. Like, I came into this going, I just want to run across the line. Like, I, I can see and I know how big a beast the marathon is. And that's the smart thing. And, and I quickly just went, fuck <laughs> that, let's go. <laughs> now we're going for three hours. And, yeah, <laughs> I immediately shit myself and, yeah. <laughs> No, we'll we'll see, and I, I'm gonna. The whole thing with a, a program like this is it's supposed to be flexible, right? Yeah. So there's, I'm gonna be watching you train, and if I think things are gonna be, um, you know, it's gonna be too hard, or it's gonna be a, you know, a really a really crazy mission, then we'll we could pull it back. Um, but I also want you to have some self belief because I think there's, you know, I've I've coached people before that you know have done a half marathon and then, um. For, you know, two months, three months later, they've run the half marathon twice quicker for a marathon, you know. And that's yeah. because if you were my athlete for the last two years, I would be saying no way because I've already had you for two years, but it's not. I've only just got you and it's it's all sort of new. Um, yep. Let's touch on the little bit of trouble you had coming off that race. So you've, you know, finished the race and then there was a couple of weeks of, of you know, a few weeks of good training. Yeah. And then last week of June, um, you glute you sent me a message and your glute had, uh, was playing up. Yeah. So, um, basically, so I don't know if I've said it on here before, but we've recently moved into a new house, um, brand new build, a lot of landscaping sort of stuff going on and things. Um, and I got home from a Tuesday workout and got told I had to move like two meters of dirt because it was in one spot where a pool was being dug. So I had to basically move it like five meters to the left. Um, and of course, doing that by hand after running, I think I'd run what 16, 17 Ks that day and yeah. a fair chunk of that at like 340 pace. So, um, yeah, then the glute just shut down at just that overuse of being on the shovel for a couple of hours after that. Yeah. Um, yeah, just shut down, just, um, and then noticed, um, a fair chunk of nerve pain and stuff going on. So sort of texted you straight away and went, yeah, you know, what do you reckon? I had, a, yeah. I had a little panic and then I thought, all right, what are we going to do? You know, because that sort of pain, glute pain, straight away, I just think, you know, femoral neck, stressy, something like that. It's like, oh, fuck, you know, here we go. Um, but then I was like, you know, I'm not an expert, so I'm going to send you to an expert. You went, saw a physio and they pretty much, you know, diagnosed you with the fact that it was just simple over, case of overload, muscles switched off. Um, yeah. no tear or anything, but it's just, you know, not being activated properly, then, you know, other muscles are compensating. Um, and so we deloaded you for what you took three days off running. Yeah. So I was about three days off, um, didn't do a long run and just, yeah, just pulled right back and just went to, you know, easy half hour runs Yeah. after that. Single runs. Um, S yeah. yeah. Um, it was lucky I was on holidays, so I wasn't commuting to and from work. No. Um, so we're able to. You're swimming a lot. Which yeah, yeah. Uh, I got the opportunity to swim. Let's talk. Let's say opportunity. I tell you what, you um, can't complain about swimming up there. <laughs> it's so warm. I I cannot believe how warm it is up there. Like middle of winter. It's what, what is it now? Uh, well, oh, it's probably dropped to about twenty eight. <laughs> um, yeah, it's about three fifteen. Absurd. Yeah, three fifteen, twenty eight, middle of winter. Yeah, it's it's tough. The breeze is starting to blow, which is yeah. It's, you can see the palm tree moving know, in the background. It's, it's it genuinely yeah. looks like a, a, a CGI render. <laughs> um. So yeah, look, 
I think uh, I wanted to touch on that little injury because um, I think the listeners, there's going to be a lot of listeners that are training for, for Sydney um, and, you know, they, they're going to have niggles, right? How, who does a, who does a marathon block or any sort of training block and never has a niggle? If you don't, then it suggests you're probably not training hard enough. Yeah. You know, things are supposed to go wrong. You just want to avoid something massive. Um, when I say things are supposed to go wrong, I wouldn't say it's supposed to, but it just is, it's, it's, it just happens. We're runners. Uh, and I, you know, I wanted to touch on that because I think, yeah, as I said, listeners are going to have, uh, little issues like that come up. Um, and I think if you can, you know, hit the nail on the head, uh, what we did, we took three days fully off, um, let you rest, recover, and then slowly create, increase the, the mileage from there. And if you look at it, you know, you, you, you sort of zoom out and you look at it and you go, well, hey, I lost two weeks of consistent training there, which you did. Yeah. That's better to do that and then get back into training than try and drag this out, you know, and then you go, oh, no, we can't lose too much training. Let's, you know, let's, I'm going to keep some mileage up. And then, you know, two months later, you're still dealing with the same problem. Yeah, I think the the real key was um, when I text you, the first thing you said was go and get treatment. Like, so where I was in my head, you know, the hobby jogger sort of mode oh yeah i can massage gun this i can rest it i can ice it i can you know take two or three days off and then be back um whereas yeah going and getting that treatment straight away and getting it diagnosed and then being able to work out a plan from there just just made it work yeah yeah for sure um Another thing, Andrew, how are you finding? So when you know we last spoke, you were doing we're, we're, we're trying to navigate the the issue of you running to and from work every single day. And while it's fine on the easy days, I was sort of you know finding it difficult to where you're doing a workout in the morning and then either running home or like you know the big endurance workout you're running to work and then having to do that after work. So yeah. I sort of said, hey, can we meet in the middle? And on the workout days, you just do the one run. How's that? How have you found that the last couple of days? Couple yeah, of days, it's it's easy one day a week. It's it's a bit harder on the other days. Um, yeah. Like it just so happens that Tuesday is my big day at work. So like um, being able to to be at work and all of that sort of stuff, and but then also get home to the kids in time, mm. and and then be able to fit a workout in around that. That's that's tricky. That's sort of the reason why I do the running to and from work is because it. It fits in, yeah, um, better with that schedule, yeah. Um, but yeah, being able to do it on the other days works fine. Yeah, I think if it does get difficult, there is some flexibility there because we took away your Monday run at the moment and you're swimming because you know the, the, that Sunday long run's just going to go up and up and up, you know. Yeah. Um, and it means you know I've taken away that Monday run, you know, you're swimming instead, which is a good sort of active recovery. The Tuesday workout it can move to Wednesday and Tuesday mm-hmm. becomes uh, the double, you know, the double aerobic run day and then Wednesday is the workout. Although the problem with that is it's only one day of recovery between that and then your Friday endurance workout. Yeah. But it's, um, yeah, we, we'll, we'll just see. We'll have to play it by ear. How you, fir- you did your first endurance workout uh, last, or last week. So, you know, before that, we sort of set your threshold pace at about four minutes per K. And yep. you were feeling pretty comfortable. Like you, I think we're bang on there with threshold. It's you know you were found comfortably uncomfortable as threshold supposed to be. Um, but then, as I said, we dropped your. So I think your first endurance session was two by twenty minutes. 
Yep. At, at 4.15s. Yep. How did you find that? Um, loved it. Really surprising. It was surprising how easy it was, and it sounds stupid saying that, but, yeah, it just it, it felt comfortable and felt fairly easy. Like, I was definitely working, but, um, yeah, compared to the threshold workouts that I'd been doing before that, um, yeah, it felt really, really comfortable and really good. I, I noticed that, yeah, after a couple of minutes, I'm, I'm able to lock into that pace and just sort of sit at that pace and just feel like I can just do that for hours. Yeah, and that's the thing. That's what you want for a marathon. Um, if I threw that at you and you just think, oh, shit, this is so hard, it's like, well, how are you going to hold that for three hours? Yeah. In saying that, you there is still supposed to be some doubt over your head about how the hell you're going to hold that pace for three hours because you're not supposed to in training. And Brett and I have spoken about this on the podcast so many times. It's like you are not supposed to be able to hold the marathon pace for a marathon in a training block. It just doesn't yeah. work like that. You know, you're trying to shape your this this block of training where you're just adding little bit by little bit, little bit by little bit, and it's you know slowly developing you as an athlete um, and changing you, but the only way you can perform on that is on race day. Once you're fresh, you're tapered, all the training's been done, then it's when you, and that's, that's why like, you know, I've got experience with athletes, you know, sending me messages after the race, just saying, I can't believe I've done that. Yeah. You know, it's, it surprises them because that's why, that's why we put in this training block. And that's why I sort of want that, you know, a little bit of self-belief from you that you, there is a very good chance you will get pretty close to three hours. If we can stay as consistent as possible for the next two months. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, those yeah, those workouts. I feel it feels comfortable, um, but yeah, it's just knowing that I'm only doing that for sort of forty minutes or worth of work. Or like today, I did what six by two k. Yeah. Um. So you know that's only twelve k. So I've got to run another thirty on top of that. Exactly. And right. I, you know, by that that last rep, I could uh, I could already I could start to feel some fatigue in my legs in that last rep. So okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Definitely. Um. But that's in training, you should be almost going for every easy run in a marathon block, feeling like there is some fatigue there. So yeah. that's that's the thing. You're not fresh right now. You're not tapered. Um, and, and it will be difficult, but it's about layering, you know, bit by bit. Um, as you said, it was about 12K of work uh, today. But, you know, next week's going to be about 16 and you're going to creep up to about 20Ks of work. Um, and you'll yeah. do that for a good few weeks. And that's, you know, with a big long run on the Sunday as well. So um, there's still plenty of work to be done, eight eight weeks to go, um, but I think anything is possible. Yeah, I'm excited. That, that I think, was the hardest part about um, when we were sort of reloading and coming back from, from the injury was actually slowing myself down because I'm used to having that bit of, you know, that bit of uh, tiredness in the legs, mm. that bit of fatigue. So when you're, you're running every second day, and building that back up slowly, it's it's hard to hold yourself back and go, no, this is an easy run, slow it down. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's a definitely a trap people fall into. It's like, oh, well, shit, if I'm not running as much, I can run harder. And it's like, well, no, that's not how it works. <laughs> you know, you're not going to, you're not going to be a good runner if you just go out and smack one run a week. <laughs> no. Yeah. Well, um, that's pretty much it, Andrew. Just wanted to update the FTK listeners as to what you've been doing. Um, they're going to hear plenty more of you the next uh, in the next eight weeks as we get closer to race day. Great. I'm excited. Awesome, mate. Thanks a lot. No worries. All right. We are back for things we have seen on Instagram this week that we aren't too sure about. Tim Vincent. 
Take us away, Brett. Uh, you already know what's coming. Ed Goddard. <laughs> <laughs> like, when Ed Goddard races, he just gives me content for this. But um, so he ran, he ran Sydney Harbour 10K, won it, beat Gregor by either 8 or 12 seconds. I'm not sure. <laughs> and anyway, there's this... The, he ran, ran with his phone for the whole way. Like people are sending this to us. Um, I've heard people saying he should be disqualified for it because you know all that headphones. So why should he be allowed a phone? Um, that is a little bit true. Yeah, Look, I, I don't. I don't agree that he should be disqualified. No, no. I think the headphones thing is if if there's an emergency oh, and they want to talk to you. Gotcha. Or like that. But um, but yeah, it's funny. There's like, an emergency. But still, why are you wearing? A, why are you holding a phone? I don't know. It's just a weird um, guy. And we love him. There's we a video. He's doing his hair. He, and then he does the uh, baseball swing for the celebration. It's just everything about it. Everything about it. You're not too sure about. Yeah. It's what's, a, what's yours? Uh, I don't even want to describe what mine is because I think it's going to ruin it. Um, but it's it's probably like a video like this would we get you know we would send this sort of stuff to each other in a yeah. in a group chat and just absolutely rail. It was actually sent to us. By Ben St. Lawrence, but yeah, I don't even want to give a description. Just play it, Saskia, but it's uh, it's no good. I really feel sorry for everyone who has to watch this. Let's just move on. That's the uh, end of episode 62 for the kudos. Uh, as we said at the beginning of the episode, we were going to put a little teaser of Amateur Hour episode one with Sophie LaPala. So enjoy this and we will be back next week. Bye. See you guys. And the six-day thing, like, you know, we've heard a lot over the past 12 or 18 months about more and more professional runners doing that as well. Like Jack Rayner has been a big um, big fan of the six-day week. Obviously, Joel's been doing it for a while, even, even as he builds up his mileage. So, uh, yeah, there's definitely something to it. And it's probably something as well, like for a lot of amateur runners, we can look at what the pros are doing and we can look at, mileage and think well i've got to run seven days a week so i can get my mileage up or you know but it's actually a lot of time just doing you a disservice yeah absolutely and i think i got lost i mean i've probably made every mistake in running under the sun now (laughs) and i think you you have to learn from these mistakes and i think it's important to go through and i was definitely one of those people who thought you know i'm at seven days and it took me a long time when raleigh pulled it off my program i was still running that day and just not uploading it and i was being silly about it because i in my head i was like of course typical runner like i've I've been at seven days i need to stay there but now you know like going into friday's sessions typically a longer session i'm just performing so much better from that Mm. rest day and um yeah so highly recommend a rest day if um yeah if it works for you so then I had, when, where are we? Friday. We had a 30-minute tempo, which is my bread and butter. I love that. Um, and, yeah, we do it on an undulating loop, so that's nice. It's a little bit of a hill. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about 1.3K, so you get six and a bit, um, and that was 30 minutes, and I averaged 336s there. Um, the problem is with um, training is a lot of people race each other, so that's yeah, especially you've got to pull your head right? in a bit. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of like the people I run around are guys and they, yeah, they definitely race each other. So you can't get caught up when they all say, oh yeah, I'm, oh, I'm thinking, you know, three forties. Yep. We'll stick around there. Never happens. So yeah, yeah. It's always a bit faster. Yeah. You got to pull your head in sometimes. And um, yeah, I was happy with that. Um, again. Now is that, that, yeah. Sorry. You, you say that sort of 30 minute tempo is a bread and butter session for you. Um, is that something you were doing in the lead up to Gold Coast as well? Or 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, my training, it doesn't like our training at Runners One, when I say our training, um, so Riley sets the session. It's the same for everyone. It just um, the reps or the distance change. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, that is a very typical um, lead in for a half. Our training tends to sit at that 10K half marathon training anyway. So yep. it definitely suits um, and it doesn't really differ much around that. Um, I sort of know I'm in peak half marathon training when my six by K goes to an eight by K. Yeah. Um, okay. So yeah, very, very typical. And um, so our Tuesday session, Tuesday morning sessions are generally like that speedier work and then all that track session. And then um, the Fridays more um, longer reps and con- um, like a threshold tempo yeah. type. Yeah. Sometimes fartlek, that sort of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then went into Saturday. I did 60 minutes with Izzy and we hit 13Ks. Uh, that was just around North Adelaide. So met her at the cafe and we went around North Adelaide and back, which was actually beautiful. We ran through the golf course um, and she took me on a loop that I hadn't hadn't been on before. So that was really nice. Now, and what's, then, it like, yeah. what's it like running with – what's it like doing a Saturday run with Izzy? Is she – pushing the pace a little bit or is she respectful or how no, does that normally work? Very, She's a very respectful runner. Um, I mean, for her, Saturdays is an easy day for her, so she's okay to cut the pace back a bit. But, um, yeah, I think her easy day running would be around that 4.30, maybe 4.20 pace, and we ran, what, four, 4.43s yesterday. Uh, yeah, yesterday. So it was good. We had a good chat. It was nice. Yeah, no, very respectful Great. in that. Yeah, but obviously – yeah, can't can't session with her, but I can easy run with her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, it takes us to this morning. Um, it was a really good crew. Um, I got caught up with the front guys, but um, we had our state cross country yesterday, so a number of them raced. Um, so they have they were on tired legs. So I thought to myself, I can probably stick. I can probably stick with these guys. Um, I'm back up to an hour forty five. Um, and like I mentioned, we went. Um, along the river and up Campbelltown way, so up north. Um, so it's a really nice, uh, it's uninterrupted. So I think there's one set of traffic lights we cross and then it's just along the river. So that's really nice and you can you can get moving. Um, we certainly got moving today. <laughs> I ended up running now 45, like I said, um, 418 pace, which is a little okay. bit too quick. And um, I hit, yeah, 24 and a half K. So it was moving, um, and that's the that's the risk you got to take when you're running in, in packs. You don't want to get dropped, um, especially on a yeah. Sunday long run. So. Pretty lonely if you get dropped. 